Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the bigger picture. And it's all around the Fed this week. The FOMC, of course, as expected, hiking by 25 basis points, but leaving the door open for more rate hikes and currencies. And traders have been trying to price in what to expect. And to help us out, we've got Joey Chu. She is the senior Asia FX strategist for HSBC. Good morning, Joey. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Ryan. Thanks a lot. Hey, uh, always great having you on the show. You watch the currency space very closely. And of course, I am going to start with a Sing dollar. And that's actually been rather okay and resilient so far this year. It's up about 4% in the past year against the US dollar. So I'm just wondering right now with the Fed hiking yet again and possibly hiking in the future, where does this leave the Singapore dollar right now? And we've seen some record highs against other currencies like the ringgit recently as well. Actually, HSBC's view is that, you know, what we saw from the Fed uh, this week is probably its last hike. Uh, we don't expect any more hikes by the Fed uh, for the rest of the year and then cuts uh, to commence in the second quarter next year. So to some extent, you know, we, we think that the dollar should grind lower gradually and in a rather haphazard way. Uh, but still, uh, you know, eventually end the year lower at the end of this year. So that would definitely affect the uh, Sing dollar as well. So dollar Sing should end the year, we think, lower than where it is today. Okay, so it does sound like less support for the US dollar, which means possibly more weakness. Is that the way to look at it? And is there going to be any urgency for MAS to tighten further to mitigate what has been rather strong and sticky inflation? No, actually, uh, we think that uh, you know the Sing Dollar Index, uh, which is what MAS looks at and manages, uh, has been actually quite high uh, in the band, mm. and we do not think uh, you know it can go much further. Also, we don't think MAS is going to adjust any of the policy parameters anymore. Okay, so the other currency that's been in focus these days has been the Chinese yuan. Uh, that's dropped over four percent against the greenback year to date. So, a lot of questions about how low it can go. What, has, what are your expectations, Joey? What are the implications as well of a weak yen? Right, the good thing about the uh, RMB, the RMB is that uh, you know it is sort of uh, managed uh, a little bit more closely uh, by the central bank than say a lot of other floating currencies. And uh, right now there is actually a plus minus two percent ban around this uh, this currency, uh, around the reference rate, daily reference rate. And if we work it out, uh, the top side of the ban, in other words, the highest that dollar RMB can go to, is less than slightly less than seven point three. So that's you know basically the limit it can go to as it is as, it is, as, as of today. So yeah, we we do think that the RMB can struggle a little bit, but, you know, we have heard some uh, interesting or you know, encouraging signs from the Politburo on Monday that they are, you know, aware of the challenges, right? So they will likely put out more policies to support growth. And when that happens, then confidence can return and the RMB can recover a little bit. Yeah. How much of a hole is the Chinese economy in right now? There's a lot of talk about stimulus. We haven't really seen it yet. How much is the urgency to do something when you look at the uh, current state of things in China? We've got consumers still struggling when it comes to spending and the property sector still in the doldrums. Yeah, the thing is, I think previously there wasn't that much um, anxiety or urgency by the policymakers because, you know, their forecast for the whole of this year is 5%, right? So they thought that they are well within a uh, ability to reach that. But now that all the uh, economists uh, across the street uh, on the south side, they have all revised down to exactly 5%. So the margin of error is very low now. So the room for, for policy mistakes is very small. So I think the urgency is higher this, uh, today. Yeah, Joey, so this brings into mind the Aussie dollar because to some extent, it is hinging on the 
expectations of growth for China. And of course, China is a huge importer of commodities from Australia as well. So when you look at the Australian dollar, what is going to be the expectations of um, how it's going to move in the coming months, especially with the IMF recently also flagging that China's growth is losing steam? Uh, I think on the IMF stuff, uh, it's more like China's growth has lost steam uh-huh. uh, that past tense, but uh, it is expected to bottom out and pick up going forward. So that should uh, sort of help uh, the Aussie dollar. With regards to the Aussie dollar, the most important uh, segment or sector for China for, for, for Aussie dollar with regards to China is actually real estate. So, you know, on Monday, the Politburo took out a statement that says that housing is not for speculation. It's only for leaving. So, you know, that, that, that mantra, they took it out. So I think that leads, that is leading or raising expectations that they could do more on the real estate side of things going forward. So that should help the Aussie dollar. All right, Joey. Uh, the other currency that's been making headlines is the Japanese yen. Of course, the BOJ is meeting today and reports right now pointing to how they might tweak policy settings. Uh, there's, of course, been a lot of weakness we've seen in the past year, but it seems like there's some support for it right now. Why are you pressing in for the Japanese yen right now? So actually, uh, we do expect the BOJ to tweak policy at some point. I mean, I think we were thinking uh, September being more likely. Uh, so to some extent, maybe they'd start discussing in July and then, you know, either move in September or October. I think that's also possible. But as and when it moves, I think the yen should have a powerful reaction because as you already mentioned, the yen was the most, um, the biggest casualty of the Fed's hike, uh, hiking cycle over the last year or so. So now that the Fed's hiking cycle is probably close to, it's probably at an end, I think it's stands to benefit as well, uh, probably one of, by one of the most um, in the world. Yeah, so it's been trying to keep its policy settings loose to help raise the inflation in Japan. Uh, do you see that um, playing out already in terms of the indicators that inflation is indeed uh, going according to plan, at least what the BOJ is hoping to achieve? Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, uh, inflation is already way above 2% for a long time already. And also, if you look at expectations mm. amongst uh, corporates, uh, which is surveyed by the BOJ every quarter in the Tankan, uh, that has also reached above 2%. So in many sense, a lot of the economic data is already suggesting that the BOJ can change policy. I think the only thing that is really just uh, you know uh, push, uh, pulling them back is this idea that maybe wage growth might not be able to accelerate that quickly. But these things are always you know comes with a lag. So I think they need to take that leap of faith. Yeah, good point on wages. Uh, that is still a bit of a leg up when it comes to um, progress in Japan. And just to wrap things up, Joey, what will be the winners and losers among the Asian currencies you'll be uh, looking out for in the next 12 months? Well, I think to the extent that, you know, we think that the Fed is done hiking. So, you know, now uh, some of the low yielding currencies, including the Japanese yen, that suffered so much uh, over the last one and a half years. So this should uh, reverse some of their losses. But obviously not all low yielding currencies can do very well at the same time. So those with a little bit of a growth story or some idiosyncratic inflows should outperform better. So like Korean won, Thai baht. So we think uh, think these currencies can outperform a little bit more. The high yielding currencies, you know, they're still protected by their high yield, so they should still be still uh, quite resilient. Okay, so I imagine there's a part of the tourism story here helping the Thai bot as well? Mm, that's right. That should come up in the Q4, especially after some of this uh, government formation uncertainty is passed. Okay, we've been chairing Joey Chu. She is the Senior Asia FX Strategist for HSBC. Joey, it's a pleasure having you on the show and have a great weekend in advance. Yeah, thank you very much. You too. Bye. Bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg. 
or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.